This is Money Guide with Mary Stirk from Stirk Financial Services. Now, here's Mary Stirk. Welcome to Money Guide with Mary Stirk, and today's topic is spending during your golden years. And this morning, I have with me Amy McFarland. Good morning, Amy. Good morning, Mary. You know, spending during your golden years is something that I think some people look forward to and some people kind of dread the idea of trying to figure this out. Yes. Well, and like you've said in other shows, um, actually spending that money you've been saving is, that's part of pulling the retirement trigger. That is true. It's a huge paradigm shift for people to go from saving money all of their life and not being able to touch that retirement nest egg to actually being able to spend that money. It's kind of a weird giving yourself permission type of thing. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times people need somebody else to give them permission. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay to go ahead and start spending some of that money. (laughs) So so how do we start? Well, we're going to start talking today about what kind of um, things you need to have lined up emotionally and financially to be ready to start spending during your golden years. Okay. So, you know, I think that there's we call them the golden years kind of facetiously right they're called a lot of things i've heard it called the eternal sunday (laughs) (laughs) the final chapter some of those labels i just don't think apply very well anymore though sure you know well we're we're living longer which has changed the way retirement looks Mm -hmm. you know the retirement of our grandparents kind of looked like sitting on the front porch in a rocking chair and watching the world go by. Mm -hmm. And that is not what retirements look like anymore today when you're entering into retirement right now. Mm -hmm. People's schedules are jam-packed with traveling and with um, reinventing themselves and starting new businesses Mm -hmm. and pursuing passions. And a lot of times grandparents nowadays are helping take care of grandchildren at at a different rate than they used to. Right. So it does change the way that we spend our time, which also means it changes the way that we spend our money. Sure. So that's something to kind of think about. Okay. But the truth of it is that most people really have no idea how they're actually going to spend their time in retirement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and that really is kind of step one. It's it's just as much about spending time as it is as about spending money. Sure. Well, because for how many years do we wake up? We know what our agenda is. Right. We're always... You got to go to the work. Yep. You got to go to the job. Yep. And all of a sudden, you're you're redefining what who's needing you. <laughs> yes. And I see that, I see this happen um, fairly frequently with people is for the first couple of weeks, they're kind of in vacation mode. Sure. Like it feels like they're on a vacation. Uh-huh. But then when it starts to hit like that, this is it, this is the deal. <laughs> sometimes that starts to mess with people's heads a little bit. When they forget tomorrow is Monday because right. it's just <laughs> another day. <laughs> exactly. Now, some people don't have any trouble making that transition sure. either. Some people just move right into it and are absolutely thrilled with that. But some of the things that people get concerned about when they're getting ready to move into retirement are what am I going to do when that project list runs out? Sure. Right? Because we all have a project list mm-hmm. of stuff that we've put off and put off to the day we have more Continuous. time. <laughs> yes. Yes. Right? <laughs> I know I have a long list of those things. But uh, have you seen, I I saw a saying that said, uh, I don't need to remind my husband 
he knows what his to-do list is and he'll get it done. No need to remind him every six months. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. So the whole boredom factor in retirement can be an issue, but also just not necessarily knowing what to spend your time on can be an issue. And then there's also this funny issue that pops up where spouses have to learn how to be around each other in a yes. different way when yes. you're retired. Because you're used to maybe seeing each other in the morning before work and seeing each other in the evening after work. But all of a sudden now here's eight to 10 hours during mm -hmm. the rest of the day that you yes. might be around each other and you kind of have to get to know how that's going to work. Yeah. To quote uh, my parents back in the day when they were retired, I'd, if I was home visiting, this is what I would hear my mom say down in the laundry room, Bob, would you get out of here? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we don't want somebody to mess up our yeah. routine, do we? He ended up becoming a courtesy driver. There you go. <laughs> Found something to yeah. go do. <laughs> so, okay, so here's the thing that I think is one of the most important pieces of retirement advice that I can give to listeners is the the truth of it is you do have to figure out what you want your retirement years to look like, what you want to spend your time doing. And the very best retirement plans then are going to align your retirement dollars that you have to spend with the life that you want to lead. Okay. Okay. So let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. We have a client that we worked with for many, many years, and she was an art history teacher at a college okay. in the Midwest. And she absolutely just loved art, everything about art. She was an accomplished artist herself, um, but she loved teaching young minds about um, inspiring art and opening their eyes to some of the different things that were out there. Okay. Um, but because she was a professor, she had always spent a lot of her time teaching rather than creating. Oh, sure. And she kind of sandwiched her own creation of art in between her money-making opportunities of sure. teaching classes, right? <laughs> That's kind of what a lot of us do, right? Mm -hmm. We sandwich Absolutely. our hobbies in between what we need to do to get by. So... When um, this particular woman was contemplating retirement, we spent a lot of time talking about what mattered to her. What did she want that retirement to look like? And she discovered that she had kind of a dual desire. She had two main things that were driving her, her um, idealism in retirement. And that was to create beauty in the world. Mm -hmm. And she also had a passion to help the less fortunate who were living oh. in third world countries. Oh, okay. So um, she had saved a good chunk of money in her retirement accounts, and we were able to design a strategy that included funding for both of those desires in her retirement plan. Okay. So we set aside an amount of money for a studio space and for art supplies and gallery show fees and things mm -hmm. like that so she could create, have a space to create, have the money for supplies to create, and then to be able to get that beauty out into the world. But we also included funds to designate for the charitable giving and then travel expenses to go to those third world countries for at least the first five oh, years wow. of her retirement okay. so she could contribute to those in need. Okay. So if you think about that, those are two wildly different desires, yeah. right? Creating oh. beauty and then helping those less fortunate. But they're beautiful, wonderful things that someone can do 
during their golden years. <laughs> but in order to accomplish those, you have to align the money that you have with those, right? You have sure. to say, some of my money is going to go towards this hobby that I have. And some of my money is going to go towards this charitable intent that I have. And let's map out how much and how we're going to do that. Okay. So when people think about spending during retirement, oftentimes they're thinking about the kind of boring things with the big bad budget word. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm saying that part of your planning should be more than just how much is it going to cost to, you know, pay your insurance bills and pay your utility bills. It should be what do you want to include to spend your time on and let's put some money behind that so your retirement can be one of the most impactful times of your life. Sure. And you can spend the money without feeling guilty if you know it was specifically designated. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And you don't worry about the fact that maybe your hobby is going to bankrupt your retirement, (laughs) right? We don't want that to happen. So the bottom line is if you can solidify your emotional readiness for retirement by considering what matters most and then allocating resources to it, you really are going to set yourself up for a retirement that you enjoy. Sure. And I think that's a huge piece of this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, <clears throat> I noticed in your book, your the chapter when you were talking about this, it started out with, I wish my wallet came with free refills. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think we all wish that. <laughs> so all right so there's a couple different things that you can do you know when it comes to the actual spending of money during retirement and we're going to talk about that okay but there's really two different approaches that somebody can take okay they can take something called the top-down approach or they can take something called the bottom-up approach (laughs) (laughs) okay both of them involve a little bit of math though so we're going to talk about that okay Now, some people like going through their spending habits. Some people like putting these numbers together. And if that's you, boy, do I have a great spreadsheet for you. Okay. Okay. I have a great budget tool that can help you with that. But some people absolutely hate this. They would rather pull their eyelids out than talk about (laughs) a budget or try to figure out where their money has gone or is going or what they're doing. And they certainly don't want to feel hemmed in or that they have to live by a budget. All right. And I'm saying you don't have to do it that way. If you are somebody that just really feels constricted or restricted by a budget, then you can take this top-down approach that we'll talk about here in just a few minutes. Welcome back to Money Guide with Mary Stirk, and today we're talking about the spending during your golden years. Okay. So we've been talking about how to align what matters most in your life going forward with the money that you have and being able to allocate some resources to it. Now we're going to talk a little bit about how to actually do that. Okay, so top down or bottom up? Top Which down first? or okay. bottom up. We're <laughs> going to talk about the top down approach first because really that's something that um, I think most people can wrap their heads around. Okay. Um, the top down approach really starts with taking what you're currently bringing in before you retire and just throwing out some of the things that you aren't going to need to spend okay. or that you don't need to worry about when you retire. All right. It's really kind of a simplified approach to it. Okay. So how do you do that? <laughs> so you take your gross income that you have now, and then you can subtract out some things that you're not going to have to have to worry about during retirement. Okay. Like. So for instance, when you have wages, you have to pay FICA tax. 
and Medicare tax. But when you're in retirement and you're taking money from other sources, you don't have to pay FICA tax or Medicare tax. And that's 7 to 8% oh. of what your income is. Well, I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> so right off the board, bam, 7 to 8% of the income you have now you don't need okay. to just really be in the same comfortable living spot that you are now. All right. Another thing that you don't need when you're in retirement is to save for retirement. Oh. And people don't think about that. Sure. <laughs> so let's say that you're someone who maybe is saving 10% of your income to retirement, to okay. save for retirement. Well, you don't need that anymore. So there's another 10% of your income that you don't have to have in order to, you know, comfortably live during mm -hmm. retirement. Mm hmm and then you can think about some of the other things that people sometimes can jettison during retirement. Like you might have travel expenses for work or, you know, you might have um, a higher budget for clothing if sure. you're in a professional setting. Sure. Right. Or you might have expenses connected to a mortgage and maybe you've paid off your mortgage or your goal is to pay off your mortgage before the actual retirement, you know, point hits. Sure. So if you can kind of systematically go through and figure out what you're not going to need to spend anymore, you can bring down the number to say, okay, then here's my target. Yes. And I have heard you, I think you might have said this to me at one point, it doesn't matter when you start really looking at it as long as just start looking at it. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Now you may find that the resources you have aren't going to stretch to hit that number. Yeah. <laughs> or you might find that you have more than enough. That's mm -hmm. all part of what retirement planning is about. But when it comes to spending, one of the most difficult things people try to figure out is, well, how much money am I going to need each year? That's the easiest way to do it. Sure. Because you're used to living on what you live on now, mm -hmm. right? And right. you've probably figured out a comfortable way to do mm -hmm. it. So if you really want to simplify the process, just subtract out the things you don't need anymore. Mm -hmm. And then you have to add back in what you also haven't been spending now. Okay. And you know what the biggest thing that you have to add back in is? Uh, inflation. Inflation nope. is yeah. one of them, okay. but health insurance. Stuff. Oh, yeah. oh, right. That's a biggie. Right. So especially mm -hmm. if you retire early before Medicare mm -hmm. age of oh. age 65, then you're going to have to add a nice bundle of money back in oh, to cover gosh. your health insurance. And that unknown, you know, of what if I get sick? or Right. Yeah, mm -hmm. yep, for sure. Mm -hmm. So... The other way to do it is to actually do a budget. And so I'm going to talk about that for a minute. And I know some people that are listening are just going to tune out, <laughs> which is yeah, totally ooh, fine. <laughs> the B word. Right. right the B word. <laughs> but here's some things that I want to tell you about a budget is there are good ways to budget and there are ways to budget that leave some gaps. Oh. Okay. So, um, when you figure out that you want a budget, the next step is that you have to find a budget tool that's going to help you, okay? Right. And a budget tool should show monthly as well as a yearly view. Okay. And the reason I'm bringing that up as something that's important is because not all of our bills are monthly. Right. Right. So there are bills that only come up twice a year. Taxes. Absolutely. <laughs> there are things that only come up once a year, like auto registrations, you sure. know, things like that. And it's those things that can catch you off guard that maybe you didn't think about if you haven't paid them in a few months mm -hmm. that can make a difference in what your overall yearly budget is. Okay. Okay. So that's, yeah, the yearly is important. I see that. It definitely is. However, most people look at things from a monthly perspective because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. that's how they're used to paying mm -hmm. their bills. Mm -hmm. So just keep in mind that the monthly is important, but you also want to go back and look at that annual 
piece of it to make sure you're bringing everything in. All right. Your budget should also have space for income as well as expenses. And the reason I'm saying that is because a strong budget tool is going to show you what you have coming in and what you have going out and illustrate for you easily what the gap is (laughs) between the two. (laughs) So if there is a gap, then you have to plug that gap with the investments that you have. And that's what part of your planning is. But if there's not a gap, then you'll know that you have some excess cash flow. And if that's the case, then bam, you have hit your retirement point and you can pull that trigger (laughs) if you want to. (laughs) Okay. So another thing that a budget tool should do is suggest categories for you that you might not have thought about. Mm Mm-hmm. So, you know, different things that people forget about are gifts. Oh, right. You know, around Christmas time. Mm -hmm. Birthday gifts. Yeah. And I will tell you this. I kind of am a budget person, as you can imagine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I forgot you like money. (laughs) I kind of know how my numbers roll. But the minute that I hit being a grandparent, that gift budget just flew Right out the window. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a that's a monthly budget, right? Mary? Oh my gosh! For you? Um, absolutely. You know, you just want to spoil those Not little yearly. sons of guns. And I tell you, they are they're an awful fun little mm-hmm. group of people to spend money on. Yeah. <laughs> so, and and you know, it's it's funny things that I find myself spending it on. It's not necessarily stuff. It's experiences. Yes. With my oh, grandson, sure. you know. Um, so this is was new to me, but um, apparently graduation from preschool is a thing now. <laughs> I have heard this. <laughs> it wasn't a thing when my kids were young. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't even preschool wasn't even a thing when when some of my kids were young. But right. the um, the preschool graduation we just had that for my grandson, and so we decided to go down to Des Moines where he lives and spend a few days at a water park resort down there, which of course, you know, a thousand dollars later than (laughs) unexpected expense. And that's just kind of part of it, right? That's the kind of things that you want to do with your family. And that's the kind of things that to me is meaningful to spend money on. So when you think about your budgeting during retirement, if you have grandkids, (laughs) You're probably going to want to increase come, that budget because you're likely to spend more money than you think. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. Another um, piece of a good budget tool is going to clearly show you which items are fixed okay. and which items are variable. All right. And a fixed item means it's something that happens every month. Right. So it doesn't change. Right. So sure. like what are some of the fixed bills, Amy, that you know that you pay? Um uh utilities. Yep. Uh mortgage. Good mid American. <laughs> <laughs> yep, you gotta keep the lights mm-hmm. on. <laughs> the auto pays. <laughs> yep. Everything that comes right out of your checking account yes. every single month, right? Yeah. And and then we don't even think about them anymore, right? You just right. know that they're happening. You just know that they're coming out. But there's also variable expenses, which are the ones that kind of um, are different from month to month, mm-hmm. or m- maybe you have a little more discretion over mm-hmm. as to whether or not they're going to happen. And it's important to know what your fixed expenses are versus your variable expenses, because if you start to see that there's a gap where you don't have enough income to cover everything, you just want to make sure that those fixed incomes are covering those fixed expenses. Yes, That's you're cash ready. <laughs> right, absolutely. 
And the last thing that I think a good budget tool needs to show you is um, taxes. So a lot of times um, people have a huge miss when they're planning for retirement because they map out all their expenses they're going to have and they forget about to map out the taxes. Yes. (laughs) So you need to map out your federal taxes and your state taxes as well. And boy, I'll tell you, that's a big bite. So that um, the taxes inside of your budget tool are going to be an important piece of that. Yeah. So for those of you looking for a good budget tool, I'm sure you'll be completely surprised to hear that we have a fabulous one that you can download. Oh, funny you should mention. <laughs> but you can just go out to sterkfinancialservices.com and um, on our website, there is a link that is called the Strategic Retirement Toolkit. Okay. And inside of there is a budget tool. And it has, of course, all these things that we're talking about. It maps out for you where to put your incomes and your expenses. It helps you figure out which ones are fixed and variables. That includes the taxes in there. So if you are somebody that wants to do this bottom-up type of budget with the actual expenses, this is a great tool okay. for you to uh, utilize. Yes, and if you're not internet savvy, call the office and ask for me, and I'll I'll mail you one. There you go. <laughs> Some people are not um, Excel spreadsheet lovers. Some yeah. people are total geeks about them like I am. <laughs> but um, it's a tool that will just help. And the bottom line is this. Whatever's important to you, you're going to want to include it in that budget. You're going to want to include it in your spending. Because if this is what the rest of your life is going to be about, you want to make it as meaningful as possible. Yes. And that's what spending wisely in your retirement years is all about. Yes. So hopefully this has been good information for those thinking about pulling that retirement trigger. <laughs> and uh, we encourage you to have fun spending during your golden years. That's right. Thanks for listening to Money Guide with Mary Stirk. The views expressed are not necessarily the opinion of your audio provider and should not be construed directly or indirectly as an offer to buy or sell any securities or services mentioned herein. Investing is subject to risks, including loss of principal invested. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. No strategy can assure a profit nor protect against loss. Please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should only be relied upon when coordinated with individual professional advice. Securities and investment advisory services are offered through Woodbury Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Insurance offered through Sterk Financial Services, which is not affiliated with Woodbury Financial. Sterk Financial Services is located at 350 Oak Tree Lane, Suite 150, Dakota Dune, South Dakota, 57049, and can be reached at 605-217-3555.